you are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are LA Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. Human evolution is the evolutionary process leading up to the appearance of modern humans. While it began with the last common ancestor of all life, the topic usually covers only the evolutionary history of primates, in particular the genus Homo and the emergence of Homo sapiens as a distinct species of hominids. The study of human evolution involves many scientific disciplines, including physical anthropology, primatology, archaeology, linguistics, evolutionary psychology, embryology, and genetics. Genetic studies show that primates diverged from the other mammals about 85 million years ago in the late Cretaceous period and the earliest fossils appear in the Paleocene around 55 million years ago. The family Homodea diverged from the Hylobataida family 15 to 20 million years ago and around 14 million years ago, the Pongenea, or orangutans, diverged from the Homonidae family. Bipedalism is the basic adaptation of the hominin line, and the earliest bipedal hominin is considered to be either 
Salianthropus or Ororin with Artipithecus, a full bipedal, coming somewhat later. The gorilla and chimpanzee diverged around the same time, about four to six million years ago, and either Sahelanthropus or Ororin may be our last shared ancestor with them. The early bipedals eventually evolved into the Australopithecines and later the genus Homo. The earliest documented members of the genus Homo are Homo habilis, which evolved around 2.3 million years ago. They are the earliest species for which there is conclusive evidence of use of stone tools. The brains of these early hominins were about the same size as that of a chimpanzee. During the next million years, a process of encephalization began and with the arrival of Homo erectus in the fossil record, cranial capacity has doubled to 850 cubic centimeters. Homo erectus and Homo ergaster were the first of the hominins to leave Africa, and these species spread through Africa, Asia, and Europe between 1.3 and 1.8 million years ago. It is believed that these species were the first to use fire and complex tools. According to recent African ancestry theory, modern humans evolved in Africa, possibly from Homo heidelberginensis, Homo rhodesianus, or Homo antecessor and migrated out of the continent some 50,000 to 100,000 years ago, replacing local populations of Homo erectus, Homo densova, Homo florensisnesis, and Homo neanderthalis. Archaic Homo sapiens, the forerunner of anatomically modern humans, evolved between 400,000 and 250,000 years ago. Recent DNA evidence suggests that several haplotypes of Neanderthal origin 
are present among all non-African populations. And Neanderthals and other hominids such as Denisova may have contributed up to 6% of their genome to present-day humans. Anatomically modern humans evolved from archaic Homo sapiens in the middle Paleolithic about 200,000 years ago. The transition to behavioral modernity with the development of symbolic culture, language, and specialized lithic technology happened around 50,000 years ago, according to most anthropologists. Although some anthropologists suggest a gradual change in behavior over a longer period of time. The word Homo, the name of the biological genus to which humans belong, is Latin for human. It was chosen originally by Carolus Linnaeus in his classification system. The word human is from the Latin humanus, the adjectival form of Homo. Linnaeus and other scientists of his time also considered the great apes to be the closest relatives of humans based on morphological and antinomical similarities. The possibility of linking humans with earlier apes by descent became clear only after 1859 with the publication of Charles Darwin on the origin of species, in which he argued for the idea of the evolution of new species from earlier ones. Darwin's book did not address the question of human evolution, saying only that light will be thrown on the origin of the man and his history. The first debates about the nature of human evolution arose between Thomas Huxley and Richard Owen. Huxley argued for human evolution from apes by illustrating many of the similarities and differences between humans and apes, and did so particularly in his 1863 book, Evidence as to Man's Place in Nature. However, many of Darwin's earlier supporters, such as Alfred Russell Wallace and Charles Lyell, did not initially agree with that the origin of the mental capacities and the moral sensibilities of humans 
could be explained by natural selection, though this later changed. Darwin applied the theory of evolution and sexual selection to humans when he published The Descent of Man in the year 1871. A major problem at that time was the lack of fossil intermediaries. Despite the 1891 discovery by Eugene Du Bois of what is now called Homo erectus at Trinil Java, it was only in the 1920s when such fossils were discovered in Africa that intermediate species began to accumulate. In 1925, Raymond Dart described Australopithecus afarensis. The type of specimen was the tongue child, an Australopithecine infant, which was discovered in a cave. The child's remains were remarkably well-preserved tiny skull and an endocranial cast of the brain. Although the brain was small, 410 cubic centimeters, its shape was rounded, unlike that of chimpanzees and gorillas, and more like a human brain. Also, the specimen showed short canine teeth and the position of the foramen magnum was evidence of bipedal locomotion. All of these traits convinced Dart that the Taong baby was a bipedal human ancestor and a transitional form between apes and humans. During the 1960s and the 1970s, hundreds of fossils were found, particularly in East Africa, in the regions of the Olduvai Gorge and Lake Turkana. The driving force in the East African researches was the Leakey family, with Louis Leakey and his wife Mary Leakey, and later their son Richard and daughter-in-law Meve, being among the most successful fossil hunters and paleoanthropologists of all time. From the fossil beds of Old Duvaya and Lake Turkana, they amassed fossils of Australopithecines, early Homo, and even Homo erectus. 
these finds cemented Africa as the cradle of humankind. In the 1980s, Ethiopia emerged as the new hotspot of paleoanthropology, as Lucy, the most complete fossil member of the species Australopithecine afarensis, was found by Don Jonathan in Hadar in the desert middle Awash region of northern Ethiopia. This area would be the location of many new hominin fossils, particularly those uncovered by the teams of scientists such as Adradipithecus rametus. The genetic revolution in studies of human evolution started when scientists measured the strength of immunological cross-reactions of blood serum albumin between pairs of creatures including humans and African apes. The strength of the reaction could be expressed numerically as an immunological distance which was in turn proportional to the number of amino acid differences between homologous proteins in different species. By constructing a calibration curve of the ID of species pairs with known divergence times in the fossil record. The data could be used as a molecular clock to estimate the times of divergence of pairs with poorer or unknown fossil records. In a paper published in Science Magazine in 1967. Scientists estimated the divergence times of humans and apes as four to five million years ago, at a time when the standard interpretation of the fossil record gave this divergence as at least 10 to as many as 30 million years ago. Subsequent fossil discoveries, notably Lucy, and the reinterpretation of older fossil material, notably Ramapithecus, showed the younger estimates to be correct and validated the albumin method. Application of the molecular clock principle revolutionized the study of molecular evolution. In 
In the 1990s, several teams of paleoanthropologists were working throughout Africa looking for evidence of the earliest divergence of the hominin lineage from the great apes. In 1994, Meave Leakey discovered Australopithecus anamoresis. This find was overshadowed by a 1995 discovery of Ardipithecus ramidus, which pushed back the fossil record to 4.2 million years ago. Anthropologists in the late 1980s were divided regarding some details of reproductive barriers and migratory dispersals of the Homo genus. Subsequently, genetics has been used to investigate and resolve these issues. According to the Sahara pump theory, evidence suggests genus Homo have migrated out of Africa at least three times. This would have been Homo erectus, Homo heidelbergensis, and Homo sapiens. With other more recent migrations occurring more recently, The out-of-Africa model proposed that modern Homo sapiens speciated in Africa recently, approximately 200,000 years ago, and the subsequent migration through Eurasia resulted in complete replacement of other Homo species. In contrast, the multi-regional hypothesis proposed that Homo genus contain only a single interconnected population as it does today, and that its evolution took place worldwide continuously over the last couple million years. Progress in DNA sequencing, specifically mitochondrial DNA and then Y-chromosome DNA, advance the understandings of human origins. Sequencing mitochondrial DNA and Y-chromosome DNA sampled from a wide range of indigenous populations revealed ancestral information relating to both male and female genetic heritage. Aligned in genetic tree differences were interpreted as supportive of a recent single origin. Analysis have shown a greater diversity of DNA patterns throughout Africa, consistent with the idea that Africa is the ancestral home of mitochondrial Eve and Y-chromosome DNA Adam. 
out of Africa has gained support from research using female mitochondrial DNA and the male Y chromosome. After analyzing genealogical trees constructed using 133 types of mitochondrial DNA, researchers concluded that all were descendants from a female African progenitor dubbed mitochondrial Eve. The out-of-Africa theory is also supported by the fact that mitochondrial genetic diversity is highest among African populations. A broad study of African genetic diversity found that sand people had the greatest genetic diversity among the 113 distinct populations sampled, making them one of the 14 ancestral population clusters. The researchers also located the origin of modern human migration in southwestern Africa, near the coastal border of Namibia and Angola. The fossil evidence was insufficient for Richard Leakey to resolve this debate. Studies of haplogroups in Y-chromosomal DNA and mitochondrial DNA have largely supported a recent African origin. Evidence from autosomal DNA also predominantly supports a recent African origin. However, evidence for archaic admixture in modern humans has been suggested by some studies. Amazingly, recent sequencing of Neanderthal and Denisovan genomes show that some admixture occurred. Modern humans outside Africa have 2 to 4 percent Neanderthal alleles in their genome, and some Melangians have an additional 4 to 6 of Denisovan alleles. These results do not contradict the out-of-Africa model, except in its strictest interpretation. After recovery from a genetic bottleneck that might be due to the Toba supervolcano catastrophe, fairly small group left Africa and briefly interbred with Neanderthals, probably in the Middle East or even North Africa before their departure. Their still prominently African descendants spread to populate the world. A fraction in turn interbred with Denisovans probably in Southeast Asia before populating Malaysia. 
the HLA halotopes of Neanderthal and Denisova origin have been identified in modern Eurasian and Oceanian populations. There are still differing theories on whether there was a single exodus or several. A multiple dispersal model involves the southern dispersal theory, which has gained support in recent years from genetic, linguistic, and archaeological evidence. In this theory, there was a coastal dispersal of modern humans from the Horn of Africa around 70,000 years ago. This group helped to populate Southeast Asia and Oceania, explaining the discovery of early human sites in these areas much earlier than those at Levant. A second wave of humans may have dispersed across the Sinai Peninsula into Asia, resulting into the bulk of human population for Eurasia. This second group possibly possessed a more sophisticated tool technology and was less dependent on coastal food sources than the original group. Much of the evidence for the first group's expansion would have been destroyed by the rising sea levels at the end of each glacial maximum. The multiple dispersal model is contradicted by studies indicating that the populations of Eurasia and the populations of Southeast Asia and Oceania are all descended from the same mitochondrial DNA lineage, which supports a single migration out of Africa that gave rise to all non-African populations. Human evolution is characterized by a number of morphological development, physiological and behavioral changes that have taken place since the split between the last commonest ancestor of humans and chimpanzees. The most significant of these adaptations are bipedalism, increased brain size, lengthened gestation and infancy, and decreased sexual dimorphism. The relationship between these changes is the subject of ongoing debate. Bipedalism is the basic adaptation of the hominin line and is considered 
the main cause behind a suite of skeletal changes shared by all bipedal hominins. The earliest bipedal hominin is, is considered to be either Salanthropus or Ororin with Ardipithecus, a full bipedal, coming somewhat later. The knuckle walkers, the gorilla and chimpanzee, diverged around the same time and either Salanathrus or Ororin may be our last shared ancestor. The early bipedals eventually evolved into the Australopithecines and later the genus Homo. There are several theories of adaptation value of bipedalism. It is possible that bipedalism was favored because it freed up the hands for reaching and carrying food, saved energy during locomotion, enabled long-distance running and hunting, or helped avoid hypothermia by reducing the surface area exposed to direct sun. Anatomically, the evolution of bipedalism has been accompanied by large number of skeletal changes, not just to the legs and pelvis, but to the vertebral column, feet and ankles, and skull. Perhaps the most significant changes are in the pelvic region, where the long, downward-facing eyelac blade was shortened and became wide as a requirement for keeping the center of gravity stable while walking. The shortening and narrow of the pelvis evolved as a requirement for bipedality and had significant effects on the process of human birth, which is much more difficult in modern humans than in other primates. The narrowing of the birth canal prompted greater human neonteny, with human infants unable to walk much before 12 months, unlike other hominids who are modal at much earlier age. The increased brain growth after birth and the increased dependency of children on mothers had a big effect upon the female reproductive cycle and the more frequent appearance of monogamous relationships in humans when compared with other hominids. Delayed human sexual maturity also led to the evolution of menopause as elderly women could better pass on their genes through their daughter's offspring as an elder than they could with their own. The femur involved into a slightly more angular position to move the center of gravity towards the geometric center of the body. 
the knee and ankle joints became increasingly robust to better support increased weight. To support the increased weight of each vertebra in the upright position, the human vertebral column became S-shaped and the lumbar vertebrae became shorter and wider. In the feet, the big toe moved into alignment with the other toes to help in forward locomotion. The arms and forearms shortened relative to the legs, making it easier to run. The foramen magnum migrated under the skull and more anterior. The human species developed a much larger brain than that of other primates, typically 1,330 cubic centimeters in modern humans. This is over twice the size of that as a chimpanzee or a gorilla. The pattern of encephalization started with modern Homo habilis, which at approximately 600 cubic centimeters had a brain slightly larger than that of a chimpanzee and continued with Homo erectus, which had a brain size between 800 to 1100 cubic centimeters. Brain size reached a maximum in Neanderthals with an average size of 1200 to an astonishing 1900 cubic centimeters, larger than even Homo sapiens. The pattern of human postnatal brain growth differs from that of other apes and allows for extended periods of social learning and language acquisition in juvenile humans. However, the differences between the structure of human brains and those of other apes may be even more significant than the difference in size. The increase in volume over time has affected areas within the brain unequally. The temporal lobes, which contain centers for language processing, have increased disproportionately, as has the prefrontal cortex, which has been related to complex decision-making and moderating social behavior. Encephalization has been tied to an increasing emphasis on meat in the diet or with the development of cooking and has been proposed that intelligence increased 
as a response to increased necessity for solving social problems as human society became more complex. The reduced degree of sexual dimorphism is visible primarily in the reduction of the male's canine tooth relative to other ape species and reduced brow ridges and general robustness of males. Another important physiological change related to sexuality in humans was the evolution of hidden estrus. Humans and bonobos are the only apes in which the female is fertile year-round and in which no special signals of fertility are produced by the body, such as genital swelling during estrus in chimpanzees. Nonetheless, humans retain a degree of sexual dimorphism in the distribution of body hair and subcutaneous fat and in the overall size, males being around 15% larger than females. These changes taken together have been interpreted as a result of increased emphasis on pair bonding as a possible solution to the requirement for increased parental investment due to the prolonged infancy of offspring. A number of other changes have also characterized the evolution of humans. Among them, an increased importance on vision rather than smell, a smaller gut, loss of body hair, evolution of sweat glands, a change in the shape of the dental arcade from being U-shaped to being parabolic, the development of a chin, which, by the way, is found in Homo sapiens alone, the development of the styloid process and possibly most importantly the development of a descended larynx. The evidence on which scientific accounts of human evolution is based comes from many fields of natural science. The main source of knowledge about the evolutionary process has traditionally been the fossil record. But since the development of genetics, beginning in the 1970s, DNA analysis has come to occupy a place of comparable importance. The studies of ontology, phylogeny, and especially evolutionary development biology of both vertebrates and invertebrates offer considerable insight into the evolution of all life, including how humans evolved, 
the specific study of the origin and life of humans is anthropology, particularly paleoanthropology, which focuses on the study of human prehistory. The closest living relatives of humans are bonobos and chimpanzees. Both belong to the genus Pan. And gorillas, which belong to the genus Gorilla. With the sequencing of both the human and chimpanzee genome, current estimates of the similarity between their DNA sequences range between 95 and 99 percent. By using the technique called the molecular clock, which estimates the time required for the number of divergent mutations to accumulate between two lineages, the approximate date for the split between lineages can be calculated. The gibbons and orangutans were the first groups to split from the line leading to humans. Then gorillas, followed by the chimpanzees and bonobos. The splitting date between humans and chimpanzee lineage is placed around four to eight million years ago during the late Miocene epoch. Genetic evidence has also been employed to resolve the question of whether there was any gene flow between early modern humans and Neanderthal, and to enhance our understanding of early human migration patterns and splitting dates. by comparing the parts of the genome that are not under natural selection and which therefore accumulate mutations at a fairly steady rate, it is possible to reconstruct a genetic tree incorporating the entire human species since the last shared ancestor. Each time, a certain mutation, also known as single nucleotide polymorphism, appears in an individual and is passed on to his or her descendants as a haplogroup is formed including all of the descendants of the individual who will also carry that mutation. By comparing mitochondrial DNA, which is inherited only from the mother, geneticists have concluded that the last female common ancestor whose genetic marker is found in all modern humans, the so-called mitochondrial Eve, must have lived around 
200,000 years ago. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. the sapphire planet own a piece of the planet now you can purchase sapphire planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com